Yesterday, we started to explain that all three mitzvahs have all three categories included in them. All three types of mitzvahs, meaning edes are also chukim and mishpatim, mishpatim are also edes and chukim, chukim are also edes and edes and mishpatim. Now, we said that with regard to Edes and Mishpatim specifically, with regard to Chukim and Mishpatim, excuse me, specifically, in every mitzvah, there are parts, ideas, that are completely supra-logical. For example, in the mitzvah of Kibodav there may be certain aspects of the mitzvah, certain halachis of that mitzvah, that cannot be understood. And in every single mitzvah, there are certain parts that can be translated and understood and appreciated. Even in a mitzvah like para aduma, the ultimate chayk, there are certain parts of the mitzvah that can be appreciated in human life, can be understood in logic. So you see how chukim have Mishpatim, Mishpatim have Chukim. And we said that all the mitzvahs are called Edis. So that must mean that all the mitzvahs are also Edis. In order to explain this, we continued to say that the objective of mitzvahs is to draw godliness down into the world. And there are three types of godliness that are drawn into the world. Mimale, Seviv, and Etzem. <coughs> how can you draw godliness in the world with this, how do you call it, Shiluach Hakim? Like, like, this is like this. What's the question? You said that we have. Um, Logical things in all of the mitzvahs. We have in these mitzvahs that we can't. We can't. There are some mitzvahs that we can't understand. We can't. Like Shiloh HaKen. Okay. So you're asking if it's a mitzvah which you don't understand. Yeah. You draw. Then how are you drawing godliness down in the world through a mitzvah that you don't understand? Because I'm not doing something... I don't know. When, just, when, when just, you follow a body of laws... Right? Whatever it is, in whatever structure or environment you are, you're following rules. Now, in those rules, there are going to be certain rules which you understand why you're doing and what you're doing, and certain rules which you don't necessarily understand. It's not for every citizen in a country to understand the entire legal um, uh, all the procedures infrastructure. infrastructure that they should have then the, the this is this is what it's all about 
However, by following them, there is something which is being accomplished, sometimes in a way of mishpatim. It makes sense. They see what they're doing, sometimes in a way of chukim, something which is higher than that which they're able to understand. Similarly, when we're talking about Arhamimale and Arhasaviv. The Arhamimale, we said in your person, the Arhamimale is that energy that fills each limb, each part of you, according to its function, according to what it's supposed to accomplish. So each part of you has an Arham Mali, which is accomplishing a very specific thing. But there's also an Arhasaviv. There's just the energy of you. Who you are. The energy of you. That you is not something that's expressed in any specific part of you. That you is higher than the being expressed the same thing in the world there's godliness that fills each aspect of the world each aspect of the physical world and then the truth is that this Arhamimali continues also on spiritual levels because there's a spiritual counterpart to the world which is Saviv as far as the physical world is concerned but which is Mimali as far as Seder Shtashlus is concerned and on that level there is a certain level of godliness, a certain energy of godliness that is filling it to fulfill its function. But together with that, there's something which is higher. And for any person to imagine, I have got it all, I understand it all, I've grasped it, I figured it all out, up to me, that's the reality, higher than me, reality doesn't exist. As long, uh, uh, along the lines of what the Greeks said back in the days of Hanukkah, and many say today also, that that which I can feel and I can understand is real. That which is beyond my understanding cannot exist. Like the professor who told his class that since God cannot be observed nor seen, therefore God does not exist. So one of the students in the back of the class says, well, that would bring us to the conclusion that the professor has no brain. That also cannot be seen nor observed. Absolutely. Godliness can be observed in a way of mimale. What? Well, not by the professor. But godliness can be observed in a way of mimale. In a way of mimale, you can see that there's an energy which is filling the world. It has to come from somewhere. Just like I know that you have an ashama. How do I know that you have an ashama? If you wake up for chassidus, if you're sleeping in bed, then you might just be a lump of flesh. But if you wake up, 
you're animated, you're alive, then I know that you have a neshama. Right? Yes. The same is true also with the world. The world exists. If the world exists, it must have a neshama, it must have a soul, it must have an energy, a life that fills it. That's mimali, that's observable. But that which I can observe does not end reality. Reality doesn't end with what I'm able to perceive, with what I'm able to comprehend. It goes beyond me, and that's seviv. Mitzvahs draw down godliness here into the world. They draw down mimale, they draw down seviv, but there's a third level of godliness also, and that's the level of etzem, the essential level of godliness. Etzem, ayin tzadik mem. The essential level of godliness. I'll use an imperfect analogy for today. An analogy of a school. So we spoke yesterday about mathematics. You have a school system. The school system goes from pre-nursery until very advanced postgraduate classes. And it's one school system. It's one school system from the very beginning to the very end. Now, the mathematics which you're studying in nursery, you can't say that the mathematics in postgraduate class is more advanced than the mathematics in pre-nursery. It's a ridiculous thing to say, right? If I were to tell you that the mathematics of postgraduate class, where you're learning complicated theories of math, is more advanced than where you're teaching children to count. It's not more advanced. For every level. It's completely beyond. It, it, it's a whole different math. On a practical level, it's a whole different math. Correct? Fundamentally, it is advanced. Fundamentally, it is. That's correct. In other words... There's a certain etzem, a certain essence, which goes beyond that which you're able to comprehend, that connects the two together. For the child studying how to count, the concepts of math theory is so far beyond anything that he is able to even begin to comprehend, it's completely makif, it's completely arhasaviv, it's completely beyond any of his kalim. But nevertheless, there is an essential truth that is mathematics that carries through between both of them and that perhaps neither of them even are connecting to, relating to, 
appreciating. Bring it out in a different way. Obviously, nursery and the higher classes, university, are very, very different. And again, a child in nursery and what he's receiving and the type of education that he's getting and even the way that he's being taught everything is completely different from the way and the type of classroom that you have when you're entering into university. But if they're part of the same school system, they're both part of Tamichet Mimim, then there's a certain school pride, a certain sense of the etzem, of the system that they're in, the essence of this system that they're part of, that they feel from the very beginning to the very end. That's the etzem, the essence. That the Mimer is teaching us, and that's the main point of the Mimer over here, and it's a central point of this Mimer altogether. That the Mimer is teaching us is a brought down, is drawn down, is revealed in the world through Edis. Mishpatim are logical mitzvahs. That draws down the memale, that which you're able to tangibly relate to. Chukim are beyond your understanding. That's brought down, it's drawn down, it's revealed in the world. It reveals in the world this seviv, that which is beyond your understanding, that which is greater than your understanding, because again, within every system, there's going to be things that you don't understand. A doctor who begins to practice and thinks that he grasped all of medicine, he knows everything that medicine has to offer is a very dangerous doctor, one that you want to stay away from. A principle that they teach doctors in medical school is that there's far more that we don't understand than that which we do. Nevertheless, you try your best to be able to get whatever you can. But there's always going to be a seviv. There's always going to be something beyond you because the body of knowledge, the energy, the reality that you're connecting to, the truth that you're trying to absorb can't be just limited to me. I'm very small. And if the truth, let's say, of math, I don't like the truth of math, but okay, if the truth of math is just me, then that's a very poor showing. It's not something to stand up. It has to be bigger than I am. If you're going to sit down and say, I got chassidus, I understand chassidus, then you don't understand nothing. Anything that's worth investing yourself in should be bigger than just you. And if you're able to grasp it intellectually, emotionally, however it might be, 
If you're able to say, I have the essence and therefore I get it all. And therefore there's no chayk, there's no mitzvah which I shouldn't understand. And if I don't understand it, if I can't observe it, if I can't see it, then it doesn't exist. That's a very weak energy, a very weak truth. Because I'm a weak, small person. So in every single structure, there should be a mimale, that which you're able to connect to, relate to, appreciate, and the sage of something which is bigger than you. But then there's an etzem. And the etzem is completely separated. The etzem is completely beyond me. The etzem isn't even feasible in Shlila. We've spoken before. There's a concept of Yediyah Sachiv. Yediyah Sachiv is that I know that Nayach exists. There's a concept of Yediyah Sashlila. Yediyah Sashlila means that if Nayach exists, then Nayach must have a Neshama inside of him. I don't know Nayach's Neshama. I've never seen it. I've never touched it. But if he's sitting over here, if he's alive, if he eventually woke up for Chsidus, then he must have an neshama inside of him as well. That's Yediyah Sashlila. I know from that which I know that there's something which I don't know. Mimale is Yediyah Sachiv. It's a direct knowledge. It's that which I'm able to touch and feel and observe. Seviv is Yediyah Sashlila. It's that which I know exists because I know that the truth and the reality of that which I'm observing has to be greater than that which I'm able to see, understand, feel, etc. Etzem? Etzem is neither Yediyah Sachiv nor Yediyah Sashlila. Etzem is something higher. Etzem is something greater. From knowing that Nayach is here, and knowing that Nayach has a energy which is greater that, than that which I'm able to observe, I don't know who Nayach is essentially. That who Nayach is essentially is expressed neither in that which I'm able to observe, nor that which I'm able to derive from that which I'm able to observe beyond that which I'm able to observe. The etzim is higher than both of those. Someone had a question? Yes, right. Let's read inside the Maimah. You see the words, the Urhamimali Musagam Besaikal? You see those words? Beginning of no, no, in the middle of Dalid. Thank you. No, no, not there. The Ur Hamimali Musagam Besaifa. Dalit? 
I'll start from the beginning of the paragraph, just so that it's easy. Va'inyan. and the idea is, in the revelation of godliness that is drawn down through the performance of mitzvahs, there are in general three levels. There's the light which clothes itself inside of the worlds. In general, that's the aramimale. There's the ursha, the light which is higher than clothing itself inside of the worlds. But it has a relationship to the world, the Bechlalus who are Haseviv in general, that's the Ar Haseviv, the surrounding light. And then there's the essential light of godliness, which is higher than having any connection to the worlds whatsoever. So these are the three levels of Ur that we're able to draw down through the performance of mitzvahs. Now the Maimir explains. The light which is it's able to be conceived also logically. And therefore its drawing down is through the idea of mishpatim, which is something which is logically understood. Logically, Every person feels that you should not steal something which is not yours. Logically, every person appreciates that he should respect and show hakaris hatoiv to his parents. Not only is this something which is logically understood, it's something which is also beautiful in the world that we live in. It's something which creates an environment of harmony. The opposite of it creates an environment of chaos of lack of any order. So these are things that are mimale, they fit very well in our world, in our lives, in our intellect and in our emotions. So through fulfilling these mitzvahs, you see and feel and recognize that Yiddishkeit, Torah, is logical and Torah is beautiful. Then there's the Ar HaSeviv, the Ar HaSeviv in Shaykh by Hasaga Sachiv. There's nothing per se beautiful about waving a chicken over our heads. Perhaps there are certain things which you're able to understand and appreciate and relate to. After all, the chicken goes to feed the poor. And so on. But the idea of waving a chicken over our heads is not something which is per se beautiful. And that's why I don't know if there are any other cultures that have such a custom. Maybe there are. But it's not something which you grab onto. It's not something which is intrinsically logical. In Shaykh by Hasogas Achiyuv, you're not able to have a direct knowledge of it. Virak yidias hashlila. You're able to know it through shlila. That means I know that noyach is here. That means I know that there's more to noyach than the eye beholds. There's more to him than I'm able to see. This that I know and understand that in this or in this light, it's impossible for there to be any 
intellectual grasp, who inyan bitul hahasaga is the idea of bitul hahasaga, negating my comprehension. In other words, as much as I understand, I understand also that there is more than my understanding. As much as I understand, that's Yediya Sachiv. If I understand it properly, then I know also that it goes beyond that which I could understand. That's Yediya Sashlil. And therefore, Hamshachas Ur Hasaviv, the way that we draw down Ur Hasaviv, the surrounding light, Hu Al Yedei That's true, the fulfillment of Chukim. What's a Chaik? What's a Chaik? Something we don't understand. Something we don't understand, for example. What? Kapars. Basar Bechalov. Why Basar Bechalov can't you eat together? So there are certain things in the Torah that don't go together. Milk and meat don't go together. Wool and linen don't go together. Um, uh, vineyards and wheat don't go together. There are certain things in Torah that the Torah teaches us don't go together. But we don't know why specifically those things don't go together. All of us understand that, yes, there are certain couples that should not be matched up. There are certain groups that should not be combined. They cause destruction. But why specifically those things? However, I'm not going to go into a biology class or whatever it is, a biology laboratory, and I have not the slightest clue of what the red liquid is or what the blue liquid is, and the instructor is going to tell me that if I mix the two together, it's going to cause an explosion. I'm going to say, I don't think so. Let me give it a shot. Because I know that there's that which I don't understand. There are certain things that go beyond my comprehension. And just like physically, there are things that if they mix, cause destruction, explosiveness, etc. So too spiritually there are. So there are aspects to it which I'm able to grasp. I'm able to stretch my mind almost to be able to see. Basar is. Is. Gvura. Chalav is. Chesed. And they're two different energies which shouldn't be combined in one pot. They shouldn't be cooked together. I'm almost able to stretch my mind to see it, but nevertheless, it is a chayk. So I'm able to have it in it at least a yidiyas hashlila, a knowledge of that which it's opposite. And therefore, the way that you draw down the ar hasevev is through the fulfillment of the chukim. The idea of it is that one negates his intellect. That's the statement of Chazal. You have no permission to think about it. You have no permission to try to figure it out. It's not up to you. You have to do it because Hashem said. That's the aspect of Chayk. And there is an aspect of that in every single mitzvah, even in Lay. Tignaif and Kibodavim. But then you get to the third level. And the third level is Atzmus Ur Ein Saif, the essence of Abishtar. Sha'ainay begedder shaychus la'ilamais. It is not bhlal in the gedder 
of having any connection to the world whatsoever. Noyach's physical presence, it's right here. I could punch it. Should I try again? Harder. Noyach's spiritual presence, I'm able to derive from the fact that he has a physical presence. But Noyach's etzem has no shaykhus to me being able to recognize whatsoever. The etzem of Eibishter has no shaykhus to the worlds. The memale of Eibishter, the orham memale, it is the world. Not just does it have a shaykhus to the world, it is the world. The world is orham memale. The orha saviv, that there's an energy of godliness which goes beyond that which I can see. The orha saviv, that I'm able to know through Yediyah Sashlila, I'm able to see the world, and therefore there's an Arah Seviv. So the Arah Seviv, even though it's Shlila, it's opposite of world, but being opposite of world is like Chesed, being opposite of Gvura. The reason why Chesed is opposite of Gvura is because there is a Gvura. That means the fact that Chesed has an opposite is what gives Chesed its identity as the opposite of Gvura, which is the opposite of it. If Arah Seviv is the opposite of Arah Mimali, if the energy of godliness, which is higher than the world is the opposite of the energy which is in the world. That means that the energy of godliness which is higher than the world is recognizing that the world exists. It's giving a credence to the fact that there is a world. Without that, it's impossible to have an Arasavir. But the etzem of Abishtar is completely higher than the world. If the worlds ceased to exist, if Walmart of Maristown just stopped being, then Sam Velton wouldn't lose any sleep. It wouldn't affect his bottom line. It wouldn't really make any difference to him. The truth is that presumably... Sam Velton's etzen, his essence, the essence of who he is, is not affected if all Walmarts cease to exist, unless his etzen is tied up in tied up in Walmart. Then could be that's that that a yid should never be tied up in his material stuff. Material stuff. So the ceasing to exist of everything that he has. There's the famous story of um, uh, a, a certain tzaddik when he was a young child. His no, no, that's a different. I'm sorry. There's a certain tzaddik whose house was burning down, and he started dancing around the house. He was dancing and singing. Sing, I asked him, why are you singing? Your house is burning, why are you singing? He said, because if I wasn't a Jew, then my everything I have is burning and this get, getting destroyed. And that, that's, that's it. This is everything I have. This is my, my, my physical, this is my spiritual, this is my essence. It's, it's all there. It's all went, just went up in smoke. I have nothing left. But being that I'm a Yid, this is nothing. I still have a God. I still have an Abishter. I still have a Torah. This, okay, I'll find another house. 
That was the perspective that he had. In other words, your etzem should be higher than your material. And if it's higher than your material, that means that it's not even expressed, it's not even grasped, it's not even recognized inside of the material. The etzem of Eibishter is not something which can be seen inside of the world whatsoever. And the essence of our insaif that is not connected to the worlds whatsoever, in Shaykh Leimar, you can't even say Gam Shahu Mushlal that it's something which is mushlo, which is negated than being understood. Like it explains in Tanya, someone who says, you can't understand Eibishter. You can't understand Eibishter? That's like telling a, a uh, nursery student that even though he's learning numbers, He's learning one, two, three. He's learning how to count. But he can't understand trigonometry. It's, it's like it's not not together, Bichlal. It's not together. It's not in the same. But in Tanya it says it's even more. Because ultimately trigonometry and counting are both based on an essential premise. That there is a numerical value that captures things inside of our world, and that that numerical value has basic principles that govern it and that guide it. So ultimately, they're the same. But, it's like someone who says, on a light of Chachma, which is exalted and deep, that it's impossible to touch it. Anybody who hears about it would scoff at him, would laugh at him. Why laugh? It's an interesting term that Tanya says. Why would they laugh? What's the laughing about? You're, when do you laugh? You laugh when something completely breaks the norms. Laughing comes from that which is unexpected. Right? A good joke? I don't know how to tell good jokes because whenever I tell jokes in class, everyone just sits there looking at me. <laughs> I need someone standing behind me with a laugh sign to get everyone to, to, to recognize my jokes. But a good joke is one that builds up the audience and suddenly you say a line, got it. You completely... That's a good joke. A good joke is where there's something completely unexpected, something that doesn't make sense. You're putting together two things, mishosh touch, and 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 understanding, which are two elements which completely don't go together. You know what a squirrel and an elephant have in common? You know what a squirrel and an elephant have in common? They both climb trees, except for the elephant. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got someone to laugh. Baruch Hashem. So there, there's, when there's, there's no commonality, there's no connection, there's no relationship between Mishot and Seichel, between touch and logic. And therefore, when you're trying to grasp Abishter with your mind, 
It's two things that completely don't go together. And therefore, it would, ar- it would r- arouse, it would bring out this feeling of mirth. Ki inyan hashlila, the idea of opposite, that you say with regard to Ur HaSeviv, that the Ur HaSeviv is opposite of the Ur Mimale, that it's beyond, it's negated from the Ur Mimale. It's That means that they have a relationship. Shlila means there's a relationship. It's the opposite of. The opposite of means that there's a relationship between them, even if it's a complete opposite, an extreme opposite. But it means there's a relationship. You see on one thing that it is mushlo, the opposite of something else. There has to be some type of relationship between them. Logic and touch are two completely opposite things that there's no relationship between them. The Rebbe then adds in the brackets, we'll see it next time, Bezis Hashem. Not only is there no relationship between them, but when it comes to touch and logic, ultimately there is some type of relationship between them. Because at the end of the day, touch and logic are both things that I have inside of me. My limited person has the ability to touch and the ability to understand. Now, even though they're two completely different things, which is why someone would laugh if you told them that you can't touch a, an idea. But nevertheless, there's still some relationship between them. But between the Abishter and the world, existence, there's no relationship whatsoever. It's not captured, it's not defined, it's not recognized, it's not understood, it's not felt, nothing. We'll stop over here for today. Should be a freilichen zayinadar, a freilichen adar, and simcha seilam al the coming of Mashiach now. Okay. Okay, have a great day.